The Aussie and Kiwi dollars are opening this morning at four-month highs, benefiting from US dollar weakness after US interest rates fell to six-month lows over the weekend. Because of growing confidence, the Fed has engineered a soft landing. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ's Adelaide Timbrell looks at the pressures on Australia's infrastructure pipeline, which is doubling to $100 billion a year in the next three to four years. The capacity constraints are still a key risk to the major projects pipeline. This is going to slow actual progress on projects, particularly in energy, and cost increases to some projects, which is partly because of just how many projects are competing for resources at the same time. But first in 5 and 5 with ANZ, the Aussie dollar is up at 66.73 US cents this morning. That's a fresh four-month high. The Kiwi is up at 62.09 US cents as of 5am Sydney Melbourne time. That's also a four-month high. This is all linked to US dollar weakness because of tightening interest rate differentials between the United States, where the Fed is expected to start cutting next year, and Australia and New Zealand, where central banks are still warning they may have to hike again. The US two-year Treasury yield fell to a six-month low on Saturday morning of 4.55%, while the 10-year Treasury fell to a four-month low of 4.20%. Remember, the 10-year was at 4.9% as recently as mid-October. Those falling Treasury yields also made gold look more attractive. It closed over the weekend at a new record high, of $2,091.70 US an ounce. That's up 1.7%. Number two, global markets are certainly in celebratory mode about the end of hikes by the Fed. Here's ANZ Group Chief Economist Richard Yetzinger. The weight of evidence says that the global interest rate tightening cycle has finished. That seems very clear in Europe. It seems particularly clear in, in, or reasonably clear in the US. In Australia and New Zealand, there are some more question marks, but The unfolding evidence, I think, is consistent with the idea that as long as central banks just show a little bit of patience, the last hike is in the rearview mirror, and uh, I, for one, am celebrating that. Number three. Last week was the culmination of the biggest week of the year for retailers, including in Australia, where ANZ's card spending data showed a solid sales season. Here's ANZ Australia economist Maddie Dunk. We saw in our ANZ Observe spending data that spending on non-food retail was a little stronger this year compared to 2022. Now, you do have to keep that in context, particularly given the fact that we've had such strong population growth and inflation that's helping to boost those nominal numbers. But nonetheless, when you look at end-of-year momentum, it's pretty solid and does suggest that we are seeing a degree of resilience at the moment. Number four. But Maddie has also noticed a change in the way retailers are running Black Friday and Cyber Monday. One of the other things we've noticed is that the sales period for Black Friday itself is being stretched out quite a bit. So we saw that spending really started to accelerate in the middle of November which is probably around the time that many retailers were kicking off those Black Friday sales, so well before the actual Black Friday date on the 24th of November. And we're seeing that retailers are having to work a lot harder to entice us to spend because people are dealing with a lot of pressures on their budgets right now. 
Number five, oil prices fell more than 2% by Saturday morning on a growing conviction that oil producers can't agree to cut production. Here's ANZ Senior Commodity Strategist Daniel Hines. There was a real lack of detail uh, around the uh, production cuts that they announced uh, overnight. You know, in previous agreements, there's been very specific quotas uh, that have been set and uh, they then have a monitoring committee which then tracks um, each member's um, adherence to that. So this agreement um, just came with the, uh, the, the, the main amount, uh, the, the one million barrel a day cut, but really no um, communique um, and no detail. Means it's Daniel Hines there. Now, in our bonus deep dive interview, I asked ANZ Australia senior economist Adelaide Timbrell about an update to her latest infrastructure pipeline report after some federal government funding announcements. The federal government cut funding to 50 road and rail transport projects soon after the release of our annual major projects report. But the impact on the major projects pipeline and the outlook for infrastructure spending is negligible. The adjusted pipeline includes a rise of 81% in total infrastructure spending in both the public and private sector from last financial year to 2025-2026. Now, this is a small fall from an 83% rise before those adjustments were made, so only a 2% drop in that growth. Uh, And that's because of the 50 infrastructure projects that were cut. 47 were actually not in our pipeline to begin with. Now, that's either because they were too small um, to be part of the major projects pipeline, which is projects that are $500 million or over in value, or that we had already assessed them to be unlikely to commence within the forecast period. The only projects that were taken out were the Great Western Highway upgrade from Katoomba to Lithgow uh, in New South Wales, which was uh, around $4.5 billion worth of total project value over the forecast period. A rail link upgrade in uh, Tuggera Wyong in New South Wales and the Mulgoa Road upgrade uh, in New South Wales as well. Now, those last two projects together are only just a touch less than $1 billion over the entire forecast period. Now, to give you a sense of what a billion dollars means within the forecast, in the peak year in 2025-2026, there's over $100 billion of activity just in that year. So this is around $5.5 billion taken out over multiple years, but each year, you know, there's between $50 and $100 billion of activity in those major project pipelines. So it's really a very small decrease. What it does tell us, though, is that, you know, there is some fiscal consolidation going on. And these funding cuts actually follow already the New South Wales government's September cancellation of Beaches Link, which was a $6 billion road project in New South Wales. There's also around $2.5 billion worth of other projects that are under review from the New South Wales government. We do expect to see some cancellations across other state governments in the coming year as well. We also know that recently the Victorian government cancelled the Commonwealth Games investment, which was, you know, seven to $10 billion of investment, depending on who was calculating it. That doesn't show up in our major projects pipeline because it's not infrastructure, but it does give you a sense of that trend of fiscal consolidation. No matter what though, 
uh, strong growth in public sector infrastructure spending and strong growth in overall major project spending is basically guaranteed. It would take a huge amount of cuts to really even stop the growth from happening, let alone from happening rapidly. Uh, and part of the reason that we don't expect a slowdown in the level of activity is because much of the current public sector activity is underway. It's really, really difficult to, to stop a major road or rail transport project once it's already started, the cost of stopping can be higher and the cost of continuing. So is it perhaps even a good thing that just a tiny bit of extra volume has come out of the track, given the pressures on resources and skill levels? The capacity constraints are still a key risk to the major projects pipeline. This is going to slow actual progress on projects, particularly in energy, and cost increases to some projects, which is partly because of just how many projects are competing for resources at the same time, is also going to continue to be a major factor. These cancellations will ease these constraints a tiny bit, but overall, they're not going to change much. ANZ's Adelaide Timberlea. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, December the 4th. Look out tomorrow for a preview of the RBA's last rates decision of the year. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.